Podcast. We took a little hiatus the past week, a little mental health break. Uh, <laughs> just, just getting a little bit wore out, getting in my head a little bit, and I needed a uh, needed a little break. But uh, I'm coming back strong this week with six episodes, and I am so happy to have this first guest on. Not only with the first episode that I do with him, we talked about mental health. We talked about hardworking men and women. Uh, he has been a sponsor on the show now for the majority of the past year. He's just a damn good dude. Uh, he's got one of the best logos I've seen. He's one of the most hardworking guys I've seen. He not only is the founder of, uh, I guess, Blue Collar Alliance, you see on social media, but it's 601 Construction, right, or Roofing. I always 601 Roofing Game. Yeah, 601 Roofing Game. I always mess it up. Like, no, it's all good, bro. When I'm sitting there reading ads, it's fine. But for some reason, I always – because I, I feel like you do way more than roofing. Yeah, we do. So – we're kind of going through like Mr. Marlboro. I always, I don't know why the hell I didn't even say your name. No, it's all good. Yeah, Bubba Marlboro. Um, yeah, we're going through through like some growing stages in our company where my main company, 3B Construction and Roofing, uh, we've taken a we've taken a big turn towards commercial. Yeah. Uh, we locked up some big contracts in Texas with this general contractor. So we're gonna be doing some roofs on some new builds. I think we got uh, four right now on some car washes, and then I think we got another projected 18 for the year. So um, we're kind of rebranding now back to a residential company, which I created another brand for, um, which would be uh, Gray Sky Exteriors, because I, I really just want to focus on exterior construction. Yeah. We kind of got outside of um, – with 3B Construction doing residential, we kind of got outside of what we started our company for, and that was really – Chasing insurance claims, being like the number one exterior contractor in our area. And we started doing some more interior work. And really, it's not our strong point. So we're just trying to rebrand and get back to what we're really good at. And that's exterior construction. Yeah. Uh, I have had to do, like my dad, he owns a construction company. Well, he owns a drywall company or whatever. And I don't like doing anything on the inside. This past week, I have remodeled my house, and I have fucked it up in the best <laughs> way possible. Like, I have – I wish I had someone like you around here. You even, like, something you posted the other day was about how um, – are you financing remodels, or what was the thing that you posted the other day? I was like, build me a fucking house. Yeah, so, so what we do is I've wholesaled real estate for – uh, since 2017, so however long that's what six years, seven years. Yeah. And what, what wholesaling essentially is you lock up a piece of property under contract and you just sell the contract for a fee. Um, within we, we I've done that since 2017, so I like I'm like, well, there's a lot of foreclosures in my area right now, so I start learning this thing about sub two, 
um, which is called, you know, sub two real estate deals. And basically what you're doing is you're assuming one's mortgage. You can do various things with a sub two deal. You can lock it up and rent it out, renovate it and sell it, or you can wholesale it. Um, what do you do? Do, I you, learned, do you just take over where somebody uh, went into default? Yeah, so that th this one particular house, which is going to be my primary house for like the next two years, um, this one particular deal, the I knew the guy who owned the house. I knew the banker. We kind of got all got together and figured out a way. I just assumed his mortgage. I pay his mortgage note, and I take I took ownership of the property. So your title and your mortgage is two completely separate things. Okay. Title and title title and ownership of the property and house was signed over to me mortgage stayed in their name it's okay. kind of an unconventional way uh like i think maybe on our on your previous podcast that we did i kind of went through 2020 had like really fucked me and my credit so <laughs> yeah, i gotta do this, yeah so <laughs> i gotta do like, like creative financing deals right i gotta figure out a way to either bring in a private uh lender to finance these deals which hard money lenders they rape you on interest oh, yeah, uh man. or um have somebody float the note for me, right? Yeah. And just in this case, the bank was cool with me assuming their mortgage and paying the mortgage payment and them signing over ownership to me. So that's what we did on this one. How, how do you get it? How, like, how, how, because I've got shitty credit. How do you get to where, like, did you just have a good relationship with that bank or is it something that's commonly done? Uh, it's, it's a really common thing, believe it or not. There, there's different methods to it. I was just really good friends with this banker that had the mortgage of this property. Um, and that's why I was able to lock up this deal with these. Uh, some of it, uh, some banks aren't really open to the idea. Uh, there's some gurus out there that say just get over it, sign over ownership and just cut the checks to the Mortgage company, they really don't give a shit who pays the mortgage, which is a lie. Some big corporate banks do give a shit. I They'll call in the loan. Yeah. So they, they're like, okay, well, they don't own the property now. So they want you to, to call the loan and get your own financing to pay out their mortgage. Um, and just in this, this you know, situation, I knew the, the homeowner. He was a few days from getting foreclosed on. Uh, and then I knew the banker. So I was able to work out the deal. To It was supposed to be a quick flip. But as you can tell on Facebook, the quick flip did not turn into a quick flip. <laughs> Termites tore up the, like half of this half, like literally that was all, all old uh, termite damage. We got in there. We thought we were just replacing some uh, rotted subwall, some OSB, and every two by four was eight up. So we tore out the whole wall and the, the adjacent wall. We're going to have to tear it out as well. So we're just taking section by section and knocking it out. So we still come out on top on it though, even with having the door. Yeah, and on this one, yeah, because what we did is the equity that was already in the house when we took on the deal. That's the only reason I took on the deal because the amount of equity that was in the property. Oh, okay. uh, and and in this particular school district is projected to get another rise, another four to six percent over the next two to three years, um, just with market value. So. Oh, uh, I think we'll come out pretty good. Uh, I, I wish, picked the. I wish I, I picked, had. Go ahead, dude. No, my bad. Well, so we picked it up for around one ninety four, I think, and okay. I think as it sat now with today's market, it, it could resell at two eighty. Okay. Um, but like I said, in the next two to three years, that's going to be north of three hundred by the time we do the upgrades and all the everything with the property.
Yeah, I wish I could just have a fucking. If if somebody gave me right now, and if y'all are listening, would give me ten million dollars. Just give me ten million dollars. Let me go to Nashville. Let me go to every shitty trap house in Nashville <laughs> and buy every one of them. In ten years' time, ten million dollars will be easily worth three hundred million dollars. There are lots there, dude, that are just a lot, not an acre, a fucking lot that are going for over a hundred thousand dollars because of where they're at, not with house sitting on it. And it's like, fuck, like yeah. so many. But what drives me nuts about that, and I don't get where people just don't understand where the crime is coming from with shit like this. But like you can't tear down a house that's been there since the two like nineteen twenty. That somebody's grandma old house has been passed down, passed down, passed down, and then the person next to you is not willing to sell. But the one you tore down, you end up building a five hundred, a million dollar upright home, and then you got these little trap houses right in the, the shadow of them. Dude, I'm yeah. you, I don't understand how all those properties have not been bought yet. But when you but when I've really sat here and thought about it, it's like, damn, these houses are probably paid off because they're so old. And like these people, these older people have no reason to move. I wish I could just go in there and somehow convince these people, these older folks, hey, when you're ready to sell or when your ass dies, sign it over to me. I'm just gonna go ahead and buy it from you now. I don't I don't know how you would do it or like how it would make sense, but there's so much money to be made in that shit, dude. And I have no idea if I'm right or wrong with anything I'm saying. I just feel like you could kill doing shit like that. 100%. There, there's a lot of hedge funds that do that. Um, so I got some buddies in Texas. That's what I did. They created a hedge fund and they got it funded with other like various investors. Uh, it's a 15 year play for these investors. They got so much damn money. They're not going to lose. They're not going to lose any sleep over $100,000 invested into this hedge fund, right? They just looking at the projected um, gain over the 15 years. They created this hedge fund, and I think they raised a million bucks just to go around and buy up trap houses. Essentially, what they buy up is trap houses. So, and you know, I looked at doing the same thing here, but I'm just so fucking busy, man. A hedge fund trying to operate a hedge fund would be like the last thing I need to do right now. So, I, I tell you what, Bubba, you come up with the money, I'll come out there, I'll go to the trap houses, I can, I'll convince Big Mama to go ahead yeah. and sign that shit over to us, but she can live right till she dies. We'll cut her a fat ass check. Serve with it's ours. I mean, we'll make fucking millions. That's all we need right now. Anybody listening? Yeah. If you if you are sitting on a shit ton of cash or sitting in your four one k, one four one k is trash. I mean, if nobody's told you, it's government driven. So get it out. Put it in another avenue. Insurance uh, policies are a huge. Lost their ass on those too. Just them being snatched the fuck up. And it will. It's, it's going to always happen. You got to put it into a safer avenue that's going to make sense. Real estate is the only thing that never goes to zero. Mm-hmm. Every other thing can go to zero. Real estate is the only thing that never goes to zero. Insurance policies, they'll never go to zero. Yeah. Uh, IULs. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, I would never like, trust in that, anything that was government-driven with my money for uh, a return. So, I don't trust I would anything just... with the government, whether they're telling you they're going to return or not. Like, I don't, nothing with them. I'm so tired of anything that is government-based. 
It's just fucking stupid, dude. Horseshit. Yeah. I I like I'm also like a big conspiracy theory nut. Like the older I get, the more I realize why people have bitched about taxes. Like I'm 36, having your own business, you know, all this shit. It's like, oh, the government owns a piece of my business and they don't even have to technically own a piece of my business. That's all it is. Like they're literally everybody is working for them regardless. And it's so fucking stupid. Like we're everybody is such sheep and we're so scared of going to prison for tax evasion or whatever. I don't want to go to prison, but also I want to pay uncle Sam. I want uncle Sam to suck a dick is what I want him to do because I am tired of fucking you getting so much of what it and yours. Man. It's like they, they tax the money, you the income tax, right? Then they tax you when you go buy a pack of fucking smokes or a case of beer and they, they tax you at the gas. They get 60 to 70% of your fucking money in taxes. That's why I really, that's why I really think there's like a world cabal. I really do think there is a fucking world cabal that there's a hundred families out there that are literally running all this shit that figured out a way a long time ago. Hey, we can't have slavery. We can't call it slavery, but we're gonna make everybody in the world indentured servants, and they're not even gonna More. fucking know it. <laughs> yes, that's exactly it, man. It's. It's crazy because it's like you, 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 as much as you struggle and to get ahead, it's just something else comes along and just knocks you back down, you know. I mean, we're doing well as a company, but like I said, the taxes, I'm looking for every avenue not to pay a drop of taxes to, to the government. It, with this house, this house, this household house is a tax write off for me, right? I'm negative. I'll, I'll be negative. Uh, it's a depreciating asset at the moment, it, you know. Considered a depreciating asset. So, you know, the mortgage is more than what I'm paying, paying in rent to myself. So yeah. it's yeah. it's depreciating, right? Yeah. So I, I want we got a great CPA anyway for all this, but like I want one that's willing to go to prison. You know what I'm saying? Like I want a CPA. <laughs> yeah. I want a CPA that's gonna fucking tiptoe that line of any of y'all listening right now. And you're not just going to use TurboTax. You're going to fucking do the deal. Like, let's do it. Let's almost go to prison together, baby. That's right. Let's skip in that motherfucker together holding hands. I will. I will. (laughs) But to me, it makes me so mad the more that I look up how, like, the Department of Treasury, like, the IRS, how everything was set up, how just every – it's just like, we're fucking stupid. Like, what, at what point didn't we leave another country because they were taxing us? Like, and then we come here and then we're like, oh, guess what? Got you, bitch. We're going to do you. it again. We're going to tell you this for schools and roads and, and police officers and all this kind of shit and everything. But then our communities are shit. Our roads are shit. Our law enforcement are great. The good ones are. But like our public servants and all that kind of stuff that gets paid out of it. They're, most of them are wonderful people. But everything else that we're promised and the ideal of freedom like we don't fucking have that. We're we're literally indentured servants, and we're like, oh, thank you, sir. I can please have another while we're getting fucked every day. No lube, no or lube spit. at all. Got us. Yeah, man, I'm right there with you. So it's like they'll ship billions overseas for what fucking reason? I don't know. Ukraine. And how had, much money has fucking Ukraine got by now? Eight billion. Stupid amount. Whatever it is. It's stupid. 
that's what pisses me off so bad about that is like go I suddenly just tax it. You know who gets it the worst? It's always the working man. Oh yeah. Small business owners. Yeah. Well, get it the why, worst. This is why I have a theory about that though. This is like I got into this with somebody the other day about this. So they think I'm such a fucking conspiracy theory nut about this. I think that small business owners get hit worse than anybody because they don't want you to own a business. They don't want you to have the opportunity of making your own money, so they make it so difficult on you so you'll go back to work for the man and you'll be giving all your money to the man. I think that's how you know that like it's a rigged system. I agree 100%. That is that's like hit the nail on the head with that shit. Uh, we see them shut down right here every day. Um, I'm, I'm from small town USA and you know, you start a business, well, I tell you, but they got a bunch of dumbasses in this town as well. They'll go start a business that failed a hundred times, but oh, they think they could do it better. It's that we don't need another bar in town. We don't need a used car dealership in town. Be original, do something different. Yeah. People don't get that either. Like you can't continuously try to do something that other people have done and failed at. Like it, it's not, and it might not even be like they had a bad idea, they had a bad business plan. Just some shit don't work in certain areas. Like That's in, right. In our area, like it was the town I grew up in and the town I live now, a bar sounds like a wonderful idea because there's not one. But then when you realize they would not work because it's also like a a Bible Belt community, yeah. It's like nobody's actually gonna really go there, and the ones that do are gonna be chastised for it. And then there's always going to be laws sitting out of front. Like, it seems like there's not one for fucking 40 miles. Let's build one or let's open one. And then it's like, nobody's going to come because nobody wants to be the fucking black sheep. That's it, man. That's what I said. Like, and, and where I'm from, if you're a Section 8 investor, yeah. you'd crush it here. If you're a credit repair specialist, you would crush it here. I mean, it should we live in a poverty area? It's, 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 it's a Democrat-ran area, man. It's those things that was hot. Would be hot in this area. Isn't that funny how in Democrat areas they're supposed to be just the best? It's always broke motherfuckers. Like it's yes. always like it's like if anybody ever and I I'm a independent. Like I am an independent. Same here, bro. I don't. I think both sides are completely full of shit. The older I get, the more I realize that everybody's got their hand in the same fucking pot, and we're the idiots for not paying attention to it. Like, or the, there's a lot of idiots out there for not paying attention to it. I don't give a fuck no more because there's no reason to give a fuck. Mm -hmm. But people that usually vote red might be a little old school in their thinking, and I'm not going to sit here and say if that's good or bad in some ways. But they're usually the ones that's got money in their bank account, the ones that work hard their whole life, the ones that, you know, are set up for a good, successful, prosperous life. And those blues, them Democrats or them liberals are usually the ones that's like, man, you're fucked, dude. You're the one asking for a handout. You're the one hurting. But why are you hurting? Because you believe all these stupid views. Like, I'm not, I'm not supposed to share my wealth with you. I'm not supposed to that's share right. what I've worked my ass off with you. If you want to sit there and stick your hand out and get a hand me out, that's on you. But I'm going to work my ass off for mine. I actually know some old school Democrats. But they were and, Republicans. They, yes. They were fucking Republicans. Yes. They'll tell you that they tell you the same thing. Like if you looked at them now, yeah. people were swerving down they were Republicans, but they've been Democrat their whole life. They just never bent from what the true value of what they stood for when they, you know, were from inception. Yeah. So 
uh, completely different from them to they don't even vote blue because of the the, the idiots, the, the, the ignorant motherfuckers that are stuttering over here, the ignorant motherfuckers that are running for office. They don't even want to like vote for them, so they vote red instead because that's who they align with more. Well, where I'm from, they used to call them Dixiecrats. Like, and that's what I'm saying. Like, it was a Democrat used to, I remember being uh, like probably like around third grade when Bill Clinton ran. And I cannot tell you for the life of me who Bill Clinton would have ran against. But I remember us having to do like a school project. And my grandfather, my papa, was a small business owner. And I remember him helping me make the poster board for, for Bill Clinton. And I don't know why, but I know I know he was a Democrat. And it like kind of bugged me later on in life. It was like, why? And so was Jimmy Carter, I guess. But it was like, why am I? I thought we were Republicans, Grandpa. And like, I remember him telling me, he's like, no. Telling you, it, it reversed at some point in time. Not all of them are the same. Not everybody's the same. Like, you have these Dixiecrats, but you had Bill Clinton's from Arkansas. Jimmy Carter's here from Georgia. So it's like, okay, no, they had the same values. They were just in a different – it's so stupid to me. Like, I really wish we would get rid of the whole fucking system. I really wish there wouldn't be a red or blue, Democrat, Republican – I think that that has fucked the entire game up because then you have to vote for your team. You have to pick play for your side. 100%. Like, no, like, why don't we just open it up? Everybody's independent and let's vote off their views and all that kind of shit and saying, saying, oh, no, I've got to go with him. Because that's what the majority of the fucking population does anyway. They're like, oh, Damn I'm right. not going to look and see what this person's about or what they really stand for. I just know I'm not going to vote red. Yep. It's exactly what it is, man. It's it's really bizarre. I used we see it here all the time, and we see it everywhere. It's just it's it's getting so far out of whack, and they like they're standing up for, like you said, what political party they identify with instead of what what's right, what's morally right, who's going to morally do the job right. I mean, it's just I don't know. It's kind of sad. Kind of I, I love my kids, but damn, I hate I brought them into this fucked up world. Me. Fucking two was just like we have a rule in my house uh with my daughter uh and it's you ain't got to be the best athlete you ain't got to be the smartest kid in school but you got to have manners and you got to have respect for other people and i think that that's what we have lost so much for because now this generation is they they're oblivious to anything that social media doesn't tell them. They don't know how to respect others. They don't know how to be like, oh, because, I mean, literally, democracy was set up as, hey, just you believe this, I believe this. Let's talk about it and let's come to a common resolution. Let's not fucking belittle each side. Like, we're literally, that's not called divisions. We're supposed to be united. And yep. that, I think respect is the main thing. I think people not realizing an opinion isn't a fact. And, like, you can't sit there and with me, I love having different walks of life on this show because that 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 helps me learn from you. That helps me have growth. Even if I don't believe anything that you say, if you approach me with respect and we talk about whatever you're passionate about, I can be like, okay, I can at least say this. You, you're well knowledgeable about what you like, your beliefs. I don't have to agree with them, but I can respect it to where you're not just a sheep following what some morons on TV or TikTok or whatever said to you. Like, you're an individual. But the majority of the world's not like that. The majority of no. it is just like, oh, I saw this one video on TikTok about how 
Donald Trump is the devil. Or the opposite side of that, I watched the QAnon documentary, and I think JFK Jr. is coming back, and that's what we need to do. Like, you're all fucking, be an individual, look and think for yourself. That's it, and it helps you understand their perspective on things. I, yeah, I think, I'm, I know it's some, some things or some people I've been close-minded about in the past, but, you know, if you really stop and just kind of understand their perspective on where they're coming from, uh, you know, some people don't even, some people don't even have, know where the hell they're coming from. Like you said, they just kind of follow whatever's hot in the moment. Yep. But if you really listen to somebody that knows, or like I said, they're passionate about whatever they believe in, then you will understand them a little more, even though you don't agree with it. Yeah. Then things just go a lot smoother. Because uh, you can still be that person's friend. A lot of people think if you have disagreements, you can't be friends. And I disagree with a lot of people I'm friends with on some things, but it doesn't stop us from being friends. I understand where they're coming from in a way. And I just think sometimes it's just a lack of growth in their part um, that, you know, doesn't mean you can't be friends if you can't just like, just because you disagree. And I think that's where we've gotten so far outside here in the U.S. It's just you can't, if you disagree, you can't be friends. And it's just just a whole a crock of shit. Last night, oh. me, me and my girlfriend and my daughter were headed back from Columbus, Georgia to the house here in Cochrane. And we got into a conversation about how if any of y'all are listening to this and you're a Satanist, I'm not being, I'm being completely sincere what I'm about to say. If you can be a knowledgeable Satanist, I would love to have you on the show to have a conversation. And when I was telling them about it last night, I was like, I think this would be a great show. And they were like, why? Especially my daughter. <laughs> she was like, why the fuck would you want to have somebody like that on there? She didn't say fuck, obviously. But she's like, why would you want to have somebody on here? And I was like, look, I want to talk to them and I want to see why they, I know nothing they are going to say is going to change my beliefs in God. There is nothing that they could ever say to change my beliefs. And there might not be anything I could say having just a conversation with them could change their beliefs. But I want to know where somebody that is so different from me is coming from. Cause I, I think even when people like that, I think the only reason that they're like that is because they had traumatic experiences as a child and they just, they believe in the devil because God didn't show up for them in their mind. Like that when they needed him, whenever they were either being molested or anything like that, or just had a traumatic experience as a child. And I want to talk to that, somebody like that, because it's such a different walk of life that where I think we don't have to agree with people that are that different in any walk of life, but it gives you a better reason to understand them. And when you start understanding them, it's not that you respect them or anything like that. But it's where, hey, we can all grow, and if we're at least nice to each other, you know, that's what we're supposed to be doing. We're supposed to be bringing people together. We're supposed to be uniting people. Like, right. me and a Satanist ever going to be best friends? Fuck no. I, no. Probably, I probably wouldn't, you know, I probably wouldn't have too much to do with them. But, it, but at the same time, it's like, that person's just another being that the good Lord made, in my opinion. And I think yeah, everybody's it makes that way. Makes for a good conversation. That's why I tell people all the time. People get me crazy when I tell them this: that if I could interview anybody, living or dead, it would be Hitler. Oh, absolutely. Just, just I mean, I would just like to know where his mindset was. Another thing would be his salesmanship. How did he sell so many people to believe in his ideology of shit? Like that. That alone, I think, would be just awesome to understand. Like I how have, he was able to sell so many people. I have a very shitty drunk joke that I do all the time to my friends. Uh, I want to, before any of y'all clip this shit out, 
I want to say, and I'm gonna, I'll stop in the middle and say it fucking again if I got to, or I'll at least have this whole piece where I can air it. Uh, I always get drunk, and when we get on topics like that, Hitler is one of mine. That I would have loved to have an interview with him, and not because I believe a single thing. I think he's a piece of shit. I think he's one of the worst people that's ever walked this earth. I think he is fucking just the worst. But I would love to absolutely know what you said, what you just were talking about. But I always tell my friends and everything when I get fucked up, I was like, you know what? Hitler, he has some good ideas. He just kind of went about it the wrong way. And my friends always <laughs> are like, you piece of shit. No, I'm, nah, I'm just fucking playing with you. I was like, but if you look at like where he's like, oh, I just want to cleanse the earth of all the bad people. And it's like, but these people aren't bad. Like these people are amazing fucking people. Yeah. Like, what made his mind think that way? What made him think that he was doing God's will? Like, that that's what I would love to know. But I think I would love to talk to any psychopath, though. Yeah. Because I, I just want to know how their mind works and how they wrap their mind around those things. And unless you talk to somebody and you have an open conversation with them about every and anything, you don't know. You're never going to know. Yeah, I agree with like, you. Yeah. You know, let's take the guy, what was his fucking name? Jamestown. We they drank uh, their son. Um, oh shit. You're talking about one of the guy I'll drink the Kool-Aid. Yeah. Yeah. That oh, guy. Yeah. Let me look at you, that, you tell I'll look it up real fast. That that dude was like such a believer in God. And it's just like he convinced so many people to follow him as if he was a prospect. It's just like what was going on in his head. To, to do this. And I'm right there with you. It's like, I like the interview just to kind of see where his mindset was at or his belief system. Um, psychopaths that do some unique Jim shit. Jones. Jim Jones. I thought Jim Jones. Was. That, that was it. Yeah. And it's just, they, they have like a, a different way of thinking and if you kind of put like, you want to know their perspective of things. I got, I got a buddy. I, I can't, I, I'm convinced he's a fucking psychopath. Oh, <laughs> uh, like with some, but he's one of my business partners. But I'm almost 100 like convinced that he's a psychopath. So try to tread carefully with his ass. <laughs> well, I think that there's people that are like that though. Like me, I know. Like I'm a, I, I've got like a good bit of manic depressive in me and everything. Like so, like when I get that way, it's hard to like, it's hard to like get my words out of how I'm feeling and everything. Like it's when I'm going through that shit, it's hard for me to be able to talk to anybody about anything. Like, cause I just think that you think I'm crazy. Now with somebody who's like Jim Jones, Hitler, anybody that's David Koresh, any of that shit. It's like, I want to be inside your head because if I'm like this and I'm not even that bad, I want to know how you work and how your thinking goes. I, and I mean this fucking, this is going to come out terrible. I think they have very unique brains. They could have been used for good or bad, and they just went to the bad. But if they would have focused on good, I think they would have been like world changers. Yeah, I bet they could have sold the hell out of some roofs too, man. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> Hitler, yeah, Hitler would have just put you in a concentration camp if, he, if you didn't buy a roof from him. You did. Like, yeah, two options. Had, you had a game plan. It's yeah, like, it's like gas chamber, or you get new shingles, bitch. Get new shingles, bitch. Which one you want? I'm going to start taking that approach. You should. See how well you it should. works for me. You 
good. You're like, fuck it. I'm going to blow your house up if you just don't buy my roof, dude. You hear all these gurus, man. I, I joke around about it all the time, but you hear all these gurus talking about be different. You know, you stand out when you're different. I am different. I'm like, I'm not your average roofer. Yeah. Uh, I do some bizarre shit. And people ask me, I've thought about putting a flaming bag of dog shit on somebody's front porch and like put a couple business cars there that when they come out and stump it out, I pop out from behind a bush and be like, what's up, bro? I see you have some missing shingles. You know what sales approach that I think works? Because I think I'm a pretty good salesman, to be honest with you. Like, that's what I, I have done before. Like, uh, I mean, I worked for my dad, but I also like worked a couple car lots and shit and was good at it and everything. I like the approach. You, you've had to see the movie Wolf of Wall Street. I'm guessing it's one of your favorites, too. All right. 100. I, I love Wolf of Wall Street. I love everything about Jordan Belfort. Yeah, I probably would have been Jordan Belfort, to be honest with you, if I would have got the fucking opportunity. Like, I get it. Like, it. it any man would have. Yeah, like it's it's not. I don't know. I know greed's one of the seven deadlies, but man, fuck, that's that's a hard battle right here. But in the movie, in the movie where old dude takes the other old dude's pen, and he's like, "Convince me how to sell his pen," and he's like, "Do you have a pen?" And it's supply and demand. You know what you should do? Just go rip everybody's fucking roof off. Then show up at the right time. But let's go and put a big fucking hole in it. Get you one of those catapults yeah. they used to use in medieval times. Shit, yeah. Fucking bomb their house with a catapult where it doesn't really hurt too much. Takes a nice chunk off. And then walk up like 30 minutes later. Like, hey, man, you're like, you need a new roof. Well, fuck and, it. And I also need just a, a little bit of interior damage. That way I can make the insurance company pay me overhead and profit too. Tack on another 20% on top of that claim. But see, the thing with that is, I know to anybody listening, they're like, they're fucking assholes. But <laughs> people don't realize the government's doing that to you and not having any physical damage to you. Like, That's right. They're literally fucking doing that to us. There's already companies out there that are doing that to us. That Even with like your iPhones. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but like an iPhone update came out, I think, not before last. And if you don't have a newer iPhone, like, I think I have last year, so I think I have the 14. I think the 15 is the one that's out now. But if you don't have a newer iPhone, your apps don't work correctly. If you don't have the newest operating system, your apps don't work correctly. So, like, mm -hmm. there's a lot of people that'll be like, damn, I got a three-year-old phone. I absolutely love it. But, like, I'm not getting views on Instagram or TikTok or whatever. And they look at it as soon as they update their operating system or they get a new phone everything skyrockets and go back to what it used to. It's literally where we are living in a place to where everything is connected. Every single fucking thing is connected. And if we don't have one of those pieces that they want us to have, they're going to figure out a way for it to weasel in there to us. So why not do it to fucking everybody else in the nice way? Like you're definitely not going to go fuck up someone's house just to sell them anything. Like you're, no. you're definitely not going to do that. But, like, that's what we're being done to us in a whole strategic way by every big organization of it. Yeah, they just chipping away. Like, they do, they take little pieces by little piece, and you don't even notice it until, like, yeah. it's just boom, it's there, right? Um, I, don't quote me on this, but this happened a few years ago, and I think it was, I think it was any phone that was older than the iPhone 10 or the X or whatever. Like, it wouldn't even update, like, the new updates that would come out, it wouldn't update them or something. And so you had to go, you had to go buy a new iPhone, yep. right? That was, that was that's what it was. It, and it's just that's just one control thing, man. It's just 
Well, that's I'm, I'm just like, waiting for another COVID to hit. Like, if there's something big on the horizon, I keep telling people, like, you need to get your house in order because there's something big on the horizon. The COVID was just like a – to me, that was just a test thing to see how far they could take shit. Yeah. And then something big's going to happen. Something huge is going to happen. And it's going to fuck a lot of people if you don't have your house in order. Well, I cannot remember the guy's name, but he was a CIA operative. And he's been on Joe Rogan several times. Uh, but he either wrote a book or he talks about a book. I'm pretty sure he wrote the book back in the 80s, when, right out when he got out of the CIA. And it is where if you were going to overthrow one of the, the big governments, Russia, us, China, whoever, like that was a bigger country. You would start off by doing this, 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 and this. And then you would start doing like, like COVID. Like you would, it would be an internal thing. Like you can, there's no way you can invade our shores. There's no way, like you're not going to fucking bomb our nuclear plants because it fucks you. Nobody's out to kill themselves. Like there's yes, some kamikaze fuckers over in the Middle East. But that's just they think they're still getting the fifty virgins when they get to heaven. And that seems <laughs> yeah. that seems like that's even they're like, ah, I don't Shit, think I just want one. You ain't lying. I swear, like now it's like I think they're like, I don't think we're gonna get that. We need to chill the fuck out. But like yeah. it is where everything that this dude talked about in the eighties. Everything. And uh what the fuck's that guy? I just heard it the other day for the first time. There's a guy, he was real big on television and everything in the 50s and 60s, and uh, he was just a radio voice. I'll, I'll have to find it and send to you. I can't remember the fucking, it's something, um, fuck, Harvey something. What is Harvey's name? Um, during the 50s and 60s, this guy was fucking huge as, uh, oh my God, I have to find it now. Harvey, H-A-R-V, Harvey. 60s anyway so he does his video 60s radio um a warning there it is paul harvey paul this, harvey yeah yeah anybody everyone needs to listen to it. it's a, a warning from 1965 paul harvey let me see if you can you hear me good i'm gonna play this yeah song. listen to this it's called it follows the devil can you hear that uh-uh. All right, yeah, it's not going to work. It's not loud enough. Anyway, it's called, I need all y'all to listen to it. It's called If I Were the Devil. This is 1965. And he literally outlines everything that has happened since me and you've been born. It wow. is either the fucking devil, which that would be very imaginable, uh, with me being a Christian, of course, I have to end, like believe in Armageddon and the end times and all that kind of shit. But like, I don't think that that's necessarily it because I think the Bible's been played with so much, like over time, that it's man's word, not God's word, really anymore. But like, uh, people look at me like I'm the the biggest devil worshiper when I say that. Really? I I can't I can't even have a conversation because people's like. I've had this conversation with people several times yeah. and they swear up and down. I'm, I'm freaking atheist because of it, because I'm like it. The King James version is just what it says. It is King James's version. Yeah. Nothing more. And I, I get looked at like I'm just some atheist every time I have this conversation with somebody. Well, remember this. Anytime you ever have to fucking have that argument. I think it's in the movie Braveheart. I fucking love Braveheart, by the way. 
Uh, so Great movie. All of my time favorite. But it says in there, I think it's a quote from uh, Robert Longshanks, where the fuck his name is. But it's, uh, history is not written by the person who was right. It's written by the victor. So we've had men from the beginning of time that were pieces of shit, just like Hitler, that actually won their battles, that won what was going on. You don't think that at some point in time that somebody got a hold of the Bible at some point in time and changed it to make it to what they needed it to, to control everybody that believed. Like, and that's not just the Bible. That is every religion out there. Religion is a controlling factor. Religion is what yeah. everything like in it. And that's why you have to have your own personal relationship with God. In my opinion, you can't, even if you go to church, I don't knock anybody that goes to church, by the way. I just don't do organized religion anymore for the simple fact. Me and you, if we were both preachers, and we were two miles away from each other, same county, same upbringing, everything, you can read Scripture, same piece of Scripture that I read that day. And if you perceive it differently than what I perceive it, you're going to tell your flock how you see it. I'm going to tell my flock how I see it. Now, which one of us is right? And which one of us is wrong? It's, mm. supposed, it's supposed to be your belief. Like it's supposed That's to be right. how each individual perceives it. Like if you're looking for somebody else to lead you to God or lead you to, to what you believe is God, like you're, you're wrong. Like you have to find God your own way because literally it has been, it's become commercialized, dude. It's a fucking, 100%. Thing. you've got, I mean, I, what are you, you're in Mississippi, right? Mississippi. Okay, yeah. Not very far from you. You got fucking Texas. And in Texas, you have someone, and I y'all can come at me again because every time I say it, I got people that want to get mad at me. Joe Olstein is a piece of shit. Joe <laughs> Olstein is a fucking piece of shit. You are not supposed to have an $8 million home, not church, home and have homeless in your fucking city and be a preacher. No, that's not the way it works. That's not, not the way it works. No. And, anybody, That's the way it works, bro. and this is what this is the this is what everybody always says. And you're a working man, you work your ass off for everything you got. They always say you can't tell a man how to spend their money. You're right, I can't. But I'm pretty sure that the good Lord's the one that's supposed to be speaking to this guy. And my God, I ain't letting nobody suffer in that community. If I got eight million dollars, I believe my Jesus no. washed people's feet. I believe that's right. I believe He suffered with them. Yeah, I can. The mega churches and shit, man. I wish you could put me in the same room with Joe Olstein and put a like. I don't want. I don't want anybody to put a fucking gun to my head. But you put us through a competition to see who's got more faith. And I know this sounds so fucked up. What I'm saying is coming out of my mouth. But like, I've been through the hard times. I've been in jail. I've been to rock bottom. I think that is where you discover faith is when you hit rock bottom whatever your rock bottom is and you can't take another step without your faith that is what god yep. is literally leading you to take that next step faith to me is not knowing what's around the corner but knowing that if you keep going forward that god's got you and i just don't think somebody like him not that he doesn't believe in god but he obviously doesn't believe in him the same way i do because i wouldn't i would have a nice house 
But like, you think John the Baptist or anybody that was actually in the Bible, you think they had an eight million dollar fucking home? Nah, boy. Dude, I'm the same way, man. I, that's why I, I, I have my my spiritual walk has has faded over the years because of question and doubts, right? Because of stuff like that. Um, the 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 Bible, um, the come. The things that are like um it's the word I'm looking for, damn it. Um that just a lot of things conflict in the Bible to me that yeah. and I and people look at me like I'm crazy when I tell them this. <laughs> uh I, I don't and we we might we probably gonna disagree on this. I don't believe that G- Virgin Mary was a virgin. Yeah, I believe she probably had an affair on Joseph and convinced Joseph that. God knocked her up. That's just what I believe. I don't. I don't, me, I don't knock you for believing it because you know why. It makes sense. It makes sense. I don't believe it because it's not what I have chosen to believe. That's right. That's but, right. But I can't knock anybody for rationalizing it. I I get bitched at all the time because I believe in evolution, and they say that you can't be a Christian and believe in evolution. All right. Yeah, I do. Like, I, I think that God had his hand in every part of it. Yeah. Like, yeah, this, you're, you're a fucking moron. If you tell me that you don't believe in evolution, it's, it's a fucking scientific fact. See, this is where I think all that shit gets so messed up. Well, what you just said, it's rational. It is not far-fetched. It is not whatever. Like, it is for someone trying to make sense of it. Yeah. It's, it's a logical thing to say. It's not, it's not fucking crazy, dude. It's not, I can see how anybody would say it. I can see how people get mad about it, but to me, I'm not going to get mad at anything because your walk isn't my walk anyway. Yeah. You would have to say like some crazy shit to me. Like, and I believe in aliens and stuff, by the way, but you'd have to say, <laughs> this is what really happened. Mary was on flat earth. And an alien came down <laughs> and fucking inseminated her. And that's how Jesus got. Now, if you say some shit like that to me, I'll be like, you're fucking stupid. It's like, like, I want a little bit of the drugs you're on, bro. Yeah, like, give me just a touch, but not all of them. But that yeah. is rational. That's I think that's where a lot of people just, just miss the fact that it is a rational argument that anybody can make. And with me, though, it's not mine. Uh I, I don't like when somebody is combative about that. Like, I don't, I think that I was trying to convince my daughter of this yesterday about the Satanist argument. And it's where if you're a Christian, literally it's supposed to be like Christ-like. And yep. those people that have the, what would Jesus do bracelets? I got a, one of the fishes on my hand to remind me to try to do good. Like you're supposed to treat others how you want to be treated. does not matter what religion does not matter what it is. I'm supposed to believe at what I put out into this world, I get in return. If I treat you like shit, I better expect to be treated like shit. And I think that people have doctored a lot of that shit throughout time to make it what it, to make it fucking something different. People now are saying the reason why the government just won't come out and they're still, and they've hinted about aliens a lot now. I guess being something where now I don't think you can hide it anymore. That's right. To where they're having to. And the main reason why is because they know it's going to cripple religion. And I don't think it cripples religion. I think it makes you rethink some of the things. That's right. 
but I don't think it cripples religion at all. But there are people that they just can't see. They can't see how do I put this. They can't see both sides of the argument, and they can't understand that maybe some of those things aren't working against each other. Maybe some of those things are making the other one make more sense. That's right. And like even what you said, or evolution, or anything like, like you got to fucking be open minded. It's not if you believe in God, however you believe in God, then you have to believe that He made a way. If He's made miracles and He's made things work in your life, and you know He's been there for you. It's usually an extension of God. It's usually not God that is coming out and like, here, you was about to lose your house today. I'm going to magically come down from heaven and hand you $10,000 to keep you from being foreclosed on and lose your family. It's usually God working through another person to do that. So if that's the case, why can't you believe in the rest of that shit? That's right. And it's like you just said, there, I, I don't... I, and, and what I believe is, is I think he provides, whether you believe in God or just a higher being, whatever it is, yeah. provides you the tools. But at the end of the day, prayers only work if you put in the work to oh, make absolutely. them happen. Absolutely. A, a lot of a lot of people sit back and just ask, 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 and they never do anything to give. And, and to me, that's a shitty relationship that, that no way that that relationship should ever work, whether it's with, with God, whether it's with your husband, wife, a friend, a business partner. If you're constantly asking and never giving, then that, that, that relationship is always going to be shitty. And I think so many people get caught up in, in asking God for X, Y, and Z, but they never put in the work to make it happen. Well, one thing that I believe across the board is all sin is created equal. Uh, yeah. every, everything is exactly the fucking same in God's eyes. Well, I think if I use that method of thinking, I think we're all addicts. I think we're all addicts and addicted to something. Now, we progress a little bit farther if you believe in that thinking. What do we always say about drug addicts? That no one can help them until they're willing to help themselves. Mm -hmm. So, if all sins created equal, we're all addicts. We can't help ourselves, or nobody else can help us until we're willing to help ourselves. So that's I right. think that's the same thing with prayer. I think you can pray all you want to, all you want to, but unless you're willing to do the work, you're going to remain in the same addiction that you're in, and you're never going to get out of it. Like, you have to do something. God's not just going to favor you or reward you or the universe. Uh, there neither one of them is going to favor award you for sitting on your ass and complaining about it and just praying about nope. it. You got to put in the work, man. That's what I tell people. I, okay, I, whether it, if I come, we I come from like a really rough background. You know, I come from poverty. I come from addict as a mom. My, my dad was a drunk. You know, never around, and I wouldn't be sitting in my office. I wouldn't even have a fucking office. I'd probably be slaving for some broke dick motherfucker. Uh, making his dream come true instead of working to build my own thing if I wouldn't have put in the work, if I wouldn't have done something different. And a lot of people, they, 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 keep, they keep going down the same path, expecting a different result. They never get the different result because they never put in anything to change. You want change, you got to change. And a lot of people don't. I had this conversation with my little brother, and I was like, uh, I, I was asking why he was always hard up for money because he makes decent money. He just said, everything's so expensive. Everything's so expensive. But we're in the process of moving houses. And 
went to the convenience store. I stopped to get an energy drink and I see why he's broke. He walks in there and fucking gets his stuff. I'm not paying him no attention. All he has is a $20 bill on him. And then his total is $23. He looks at me and said, can you, you got a couple bucks? He done got two sausage biscuits, an energy drink, a chocolate milk, a fucking beef jerky, and a couple other things. I said, I'm getting back in the truck. I'm like, this is why you broke, son. You can't go in a convenience store and spend $23 on just food to eat right now. Yeah. That's why you, you always stay broke. You got to change your way on your mind of how money works. You got to put money to work for you. And I said, you're, you're constantly will always be a slave to the man to work for more money. If you don't do find out a way to take your money, make it work for you to make you more money. Yeah. It's like, we're all, and people don't like this example, but back when like miners and shit had to buy from the country store, the, not the country store, the fucking company store to where they would take their dollars. They give it right back. They'd be upcharged by the company store, so the company made their money back off of the miners every time. That is literally what we are doing every single day. And when we buy in excess, when we get more than we need, it just leads to every single problem that comes up, man. And that's a great example with with your brother, dude. It's just, we don't, you don't need all that. Our brains no. sit there and tell us, oh, this got flashy. This looks cool. This makes me look like I want it right now. But do you really want it right now? Yep. Are, are you being fucking tricked by it? Yep. And I think it stems back to when we were children because we grew up in poverty, right? So you get extra money. Mom got extra money. Said I got extra money. You know, we were taught you just go out and treat yourself. Do something nice for yourself. Go out and eat. Do something. Blow it. And, you know, up until I was 28, 27, 28, somewhere in that area, uh, I was the same way. I'd go work a turnaround. That's what I did. I was a boilermaker and a welder, a pipe fitter. I worked in refineries and chemical plants and paper mills. And I'd go out and I'd hit three-month turnaround and make $30,000. Would I come home with $30,000? Fuck no. I'd blow a lot of it. I'd go to the bar. I'd act like I was a big shot. I'd buy people drinks. I'd buy the whole bar drinks. And I didn't even know these motherfuckers. These motherfuckers didn't know me. And I'd come home with $8,000 or $9,000 in the bank, not knowing when my next job was coming around. And, you know, um, it's just because I was taught bad habits and, until I started doing personal development and, and self-help and, and growth, uh, I had those bad habits. And I still fucking, I still fall back on them daily sometimes. Well, I mean, good. not daily. You know, I still I still fail um, and, and resort to them from time to time. But I work really hard not to because I know what position it'll put me in if I do go down that road and I tread down that road. So I definitely try to work really hard on not, you know, tap it into the bad habits I was taught growing up. And the, when it comes to money, for sure, because I, I get shiny, shiny object syndrome. And I just want to go buy. I mean, I'm, it, it, I almost bought a Rolex a couple weeks ago just because I had the extra 12,000 sitting in my account. And I yeah. said, that's not smart, dude. And, you know, so we, I bought a, a mobile home and a two, two, uh, a two lots, vacant lots in town instead. Um, uh, but the old bubble would just went about the Rolex, you know. So I work really hard not to it be takes, that guy. It takes a long time and it takes a lot of money being blown and a lot of lessons being learned to realize, Ooh. hey, you know what? 
that might look cool. That truck might drive great. That shirt might look real fucking good on me. But once I buy it, I've bought it. It's never going to make me money. When you start nope. putting your time and your effort into purchasing things that are going to be a return to you, yes, your, your life is automatically gets fucking better, dude. The people Way better. that I know that have the most money in my life, you'd never know. I mean, most yep. of them have nice houses, don't get me wrong, but they don't spend frivolously. They 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 are tight asses, and they had to learn those lessons. I got a very close person in my life that's like another dad to me that if you saw this man, you would be like, hey, he got shit. <laughs> but that dude can do whatever he wants, whenever he wants, go anywhere in this fucking world at the drop of a hat. Not no questions asked, not asking a fucking banker. And it ain't that he's out buying everybody's dinners. He's letting everybody pay their own way. And it's us as kids yep. and, and us as everything. It's like, hey, you, he's got this money. Why the fuck ain't he buying stuff for us? And then you're like, nah, he's making you figure out without ever having to say a word. You got to pay your own way in this world. And when you learn that lesson, life, see, uh, life and money, they stand, they stand tend to stay where it needs to. Yeah, I know a similar guy. He literally built a company up. I, they sold for, I don't know, I think it was north of $100 million. Started out from 7000 you know. And uh, anyway, long story short, he's the same way. Probably the wealthiest individual I personally know. And um, kids, hey, Dad, can I, I'm going to go shopping. Can I get some money? He might hand him a 20 or a hundred, you know what I'm saying? But he ain't going out and giving him a, a, a limitless or uh, unlimited credit card. Black card, yeah. No, he ain't getting the black card, right? So, like he his son, he has one son, he's one of my best friends. Um, he makes him put in the work. I mean, he's got to put in the work to get a reward. And you yeah. know, that's one lesson his dad wants him to learn is you gotta put in the fucking work. I did it, you can do it, you know. I said, man, you got the you got the best asset. Your dad has built a multi-million dollar company and companies. You you need to soak up as much knowledge from him. You have access to that. Soak up as much knowledge, bro. That that that's something that'll never go away. He could die tomorrow. Your knowledge that you learned from your dad will never go away. Suck it up. Yeah. And uh and that now, you know, his dad's making him put in the work. They started a, another company together and He's putting in the work. He's putting in the sweat equity for his dad. And, you know, I, I'm I'm hoping and, and I'm you know, that that things work out for him and he does what's right. And um, like I said, learn as much as he can from his dad. You just said not everybody has access to that. You just said one of my new favorite words. I've never heard the term, and it's gonna be the name of this episode, is sweat equity. I've never fucking heard that before. And I really? absolutely love it. Yeah. And then that's kind of how I get started, man. That's how I got to get started. I didn't have no damn money. I had to put in a lot of sweat equity, man. I had to put in the work and um it'll get you, it'll get you places. You know, if you work in hard, you can work hard at the wrong things. My uncles, I watched my family do it for years. They worked really, really hard. They were hard, the hardest workers I knew, but they got nowhere in life because they worked hard at the wrong things. I think working smart and working hard go hand in hand. Especially if you're trying to build a legacy, you're trying to build something that you want to leave behind. My thing is, I want to leave the biggest footprint on this fucking earth before I, I, I chunk deuces at it. 
so my children would have something to to work off of and build so they could leave a big footprint as well, you know, and so on and so forth. And uh, I just I I wish and that that was the whole you know purpose of of the Blue Collar Alliance. I think I touched base on the last last podcast. It's just to get people to open their eyes and see there's a different world out there other than what they're looking at. You know, some people get so caught up with just working hard, working hard, working hard. They'll work their fingers to the bone. They'll be old as fuck. They don't have no retirement. They still have to work to the day they die. There's no person on this planet should have to fucking do that. Absolutely not. And, dude, that is how we end this. That was the shit. Um, you, you explain shit. You explain shit to the way that everybody needs to hear it from a hardworking perspective. That's why I'm yeah. glad to have you on as a sponsor and be part of everything that we do. Um, real quick before we get off here, drop your social medias and everything. You guys, if you want to talk to him more, y'all can reach out to him on Blue Collar Alliance on Facebook. I'm sure he'll drop his other socials. Telling you, not only go reach out to him for some work, but follow and keep up with him. This dude knows his shit. And uh, I'm just proud to have you be a part of what we're doing, Bubba. And I appreciate you for having me. Uh, social media is, is going to be at 601 Roofing King. Or if you can't find me at 601 Roofing King, uh, just hashtag it and um, it should pop up some of my stuff on there. So, And um, I think I got my website. I think I got to freshen it up a little bit, but it's connectwithbubble.com. So. Well, hey, if you need any help with that, we have a great person. Shout out to Better Than Basic, Miss Erica. She does our website, all of our social media needs everything if you need any help with that my girl is the shit if you ain't seen our website the josh terry podcast.com uh check it out for all our merch episodes everything so yeah if you ain't seen the bubba and you need some help with shit erica is fine i'll reach i'll reach out to her because i got some stuff coming up and i need i'm definitely gonna need some help with so like i said i'm not i got i got cash flow man i'm not the smartest individual i'd rather pay somebody to do it right than me sit there and fuck around with and do it wrong Oh yeah, I will hook you up with Erica when we get off of here. Like I'll I'll send you her Facebook directly. She is the shit. Sounds good, brother. I appreciate you. Cool, dude. Well, we'll have you back on soon, man. We will. I like I want to do them like you every two months. This is you're too good, too good of a converse. Well, maybe we get some uh, you know, I don't know. We'll get some other folks on our next one too. And we'll go yeah. we'll go at them. I love the I love your outlook on life. Appreciate you, man. I like yours as well. Appreciate it, brother. I feel like you're a brother from another mother, man. We kind of think a lot. Hey, bro. Hey, bro. All right, folks. Well, hey, y'all make sure you go check out my buddy, Bubba, on everything. Go look him up on all social medias that he's dropped. And I want to thank each and every one of y'all for listening to the Josh Terry Podcast. Please, if you enjoyed this episode or any of the other ones, go rake it, rate it, and review it. If you don't mind, make sure you're subscribed. I appreciate each and every one of y'all. Love y'all. See you next time. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.